1: 34, Jeff Gass, News Radio, WRVA. It is Tuesday and it is election day, sort of the wind up to this uh, new season of ours, election season. We've got extended coverage this evening and we are looking at a number of races, not just in Virginia, although I will tell you, as I have been chatting with uh, friends of mine across the country, Virginia's a bellwether. We are absolutely being viewed as the place that's sort of going to set the table for others. 2nd District with Elaine Loria. 7th District with Abigail Spamberger. 10th District with Jennifer Wexton. They are all very much in play. And, of course, happen to be a partisan, so I, I would gladly say fare thee well to each and every one of them, but uh, we'll see how that plays out. Again, we'll get some live coverage this evening. It starts at 8 with my friend John Reed. John's going to do the uh, the solo thing until 9 o'clock, and then 9-ish, after I uh, make sure that Julia is fed and bathed and ready for bed, uh, then I, I promise I will pop on and we will chat about everything that is going on. There, there are some folks that you run into every once in a while, whether it is personally or, or via their writing, and you think, man, kind of like where this uh, this person is. I kind of like the stuff that they are sharing. I read a book called Chase the Bears, and it's written by a former Florida Congressman, Rick Keller. And I just thought, man, I, I want to talk to him about the book and, and it, rather fortuitous that uh, it's scheduled today on Election Day. So we'll talk a little bit about politics. I'm happy to say that he's here. Uh, congressman, welcome. Well, good to be with you, Jeff. Yeah, it is good to have you here. You, you're still congressman. You always retain your highest title. <laughs>
2: yeah, but, I, you know, I, did, I didn't use my title when I was there. I, I, I think people who emphasize their title have little else to offer.
1: Well, uh, there's no question that you have a lot to offer. And i got to tell you, I, one of the things I really loved about Chase the Bears was that, uh, hey, it's not a political book. It's, it's about seeing things that are that are big and, and perhaps you're told are completely and totally out of reach. And you say, no, 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 you, you can do this.
2: Absolutely. You know, I didn't meet my dad until I was 14 years old. And, and that first meeting, he handed me this little paperback book called Thinking Real Rich. And I read it six times before graduating high school. I wasn't even ready to call the guy dad yet. But I took the sort of the secret formula in that book and, and set a big goal for the first time in my life to graduate first in my class in college, and that happened. Then I set a big goal to get elected to Congress, and that happened. And now that I'm older in my 50s, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could write a book that would change young people's lives just like that book, changed mine. And so I decided to write this book, Chase the Bears. It's sort of like a modern-day version of uh, Think and Grow Rich. Um, And it has lots of inspirational stories, but what makes it different than the other books in the last 85 years is that it tells you how to do it. It gives you a three-step formula of how to set goals, how to visualize, how to use affirmations to to achieve your particular goals.
1: Well, I, I as I read it, I had not realized, I don't know how this, I, I missed this, but I had realized that it was all uh, derived from, at least uh, initiated with your your Napoleon Hill connection there. And I kept thinking to myself, man, this reminds me of some stuff that, uh, that I've read throughout the years. So, so let me ask you the question, Chase the Bears, explain to everybody, what the heck does that really mean?
2: So I was in the middle of writing the book, and I was sitting uh, having breakfast with my wife, drinking coffee, reading the paper one Sunday morning, and outside our window, this family of black bears runs by. And we're about a mile or two away from the woods and have not seen that before, and Lori, my wife, and I just looked at each other, didn't say a word, and just took off chasing these bears because we wanted to continue this magnificent experience of seeing these little cubs run along, and we never them, But after the smoke cleared, I said, you know, Lori, a black bear can run 35 miles an hour and an Olympic sprinter only 28. If that mama bear wanted to charge us, she could have got us. So in, in a way, that was nuts. But on the other hand, it was sort of a metaphor in life and that most people in life are willing to stay inside, play it safe, and look out their window as life passes them by. And a few people go for it. They take a chance. They chase the bears. And Lori said, gosh, Rick, that's the name of your book. And so that's how we, he got the name. It's chasing the Bears is a metaphor for chasing your dreams.
1: I'm glad you got simply the metaphor and not the close-up introduction to the mama bear. because I know. <laughs> I know. I, well,
2: you know, it was an educated risk because I'm... I didn't have to outrun the mama bear. I just had to outrun Lori. So I was pretty
1: confident I could pull that off. <laughs> I am uh, I am certain now, counselor, that your lovely bride is not sitting near you as you uh, spout such terrible, terrible no, things. No, uh, but she's, she's,
2: <laughs> she's a good sport, though.
1: Now, you mentioned that there's actually a playbook. You've got three different ways that people can can do this. You've got tools. I I don't want you to, uh, you know, keep your book from being sold, but do you mind sharing maybe two of the three?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll give an example because Jim Carrey used them. So, number one, Jim Carrey, when he wasn't very famous, he set a goal that he was going to have a specific amount of money, $10 million by a specific date, by Thanksgiving, of a certain year, and he put that goal on a check, and he put that check in his in his wallet, and he pulled it out every morning and every night, every morning, every night and by doing that procedure by doing something over and over again, you you actually start to believe it whether whether it's true or not and then the third step was visualizing that happen, and he visualized what it would be like to working with directors. And just before Thanksgiving of that year, he got a $10 million check for Dumb and Dumber. And, wow. you know, he, he, he used that check when his dad passed away to put it in his dad's coffin who, who inspired him and is buried with him. But that's a good example of using the three steps, setting a specific goal, using affirmations every single day, and visualizing it. And the combination of those three things are just Magical, And I I don't have to guess because I was a really ordinary student when I set my first goal, uh, getting first in my class. And I was a huge underdog when I ran for Congress, behind by 27 points in the polls and out-fundraised four to one. So I've seen these principles work in real life. And I thought, man, this would be a good little technique to pass along, sort of like giving a slingshot to David to help him beat Goliath.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a great read. I think the messaging is great again. It's Chase the Bears, former Congressman Rick Keller. So Rick, uh you mentioned running for Congress. You overcame, as you say, a twenty seven point deficit. Uh that's pretty sizable as you're as you're looking today, midterm election day. What what's your sense?
2: I think it's gonna be a pretty big red wave here, you know. I I think for three reasons. One, history. Is 90% of the time since 1945, the party in the White House has has lost seats in the midterm, and it's sort of like a thermostat that that voters use to make an adjustment. The second reason is the issues. I mean, Republicans are talking about inflation and the economy, and that's what two thirds of the independent voters are making their decisions on. And Democrats went all in on abortion, and that's not what independent voters are are wanting to hear about. They're they're ticked about the higher prices of gas and food and utilities and the third reason is just momentum i mean two-thirds of the people think we're on the wrong track um biden has, has his high disapproval rate and so the combination of the the history and the issues and the momentum i think is going to make a a huge tidal wave the republicans only need five seats to take the house they're going to get four of them in florida alone so i think that chance of happening is 99 percent and they all they have to do is win one of the two races, uh, Georgia or or jeez, um, um, what's the federal or Pennsylvania? And I think both of those look look even right now, if not pulling ahead. So I think it's going to be a big night for Republicans.
1: I'm I'm thrilled to hear that. I sit here again. I'm a partisan, and and I'm I'm not just a partisan in terms of politics. I'm a partisan in terms of my family. Rick, I I went this morning. I I filled up the minivan with gas. I went to the grocery store. I wanted those images fresh in my mind when I did walk into my polling place.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it's the, you know it's those issues of the price of gas and. Little things like the price of eggs went from $1.50 to $3, you know, and insurance is going through the roof and people are hurting and, and they want to hear about solutions. They don't want to hear about let's complain about something that happened two years ago on January 6th, or let's talk about abortion which the house has nothing to do with. They want to hear about the kitchen table issues that impact them.
1: One of the things that I love about what you're doing now, Rick, is, is, is the humor component and, and this, 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 relatable part of you. Was this truly what got you over the 27-point hump to begin with?
2: It was. You know, when, when I was behind by 27 points, I was invited to Washington to give a five-minute speech to this group uh, called Club for Growth, which was yep. just started then. And um, I was number 16 out of 16, dead last. I was the last one invited. I sat in the back of the room, and all my competitors, you'd know who they were. They're famous people. Uh, Mike Pence was one of my competitors, Jeff Blake. And everybody gave these serious speeches, and I'm the last one to go. And I get up there with my five minutes, and I said, you know, guys, I've been in the back of the room for the last three hours, and I feel like Elizabeth Taylor's seventh husband on his wedding night. <laughs> Technically, I know what I'm supposed to do. But at this point, I don't know how to make it interesting. And that group erupted laughing, and they ranked me number one in the country, and they sent me $400,000. And a few months later, I I want to see it in the United States Congress. So humor really, literally, uh, helped helped make my career.
1: You know, I I just – I love – I don't know if evolution is the right word because it sort of minimizes what you've done in the past. But this journey that you've been on and your willingness to share it with people—it uh, it, just—it it speaks volumes about you.
2: Well, I appreciate it. You know, one of the themes I, I try to hit in this book is that I'm an ordinary person, not extraordinary, and therefore, if I can do it, you can do it, and and it's never too late. Sometimes people think, "Oh, I'm in my 40s," or. I missed my boat, and, you know, it's too late for me. Well, it's not. You know, Colonel Sanders was 62 years old when he started his very first KFC, and I, yep. you can still be what you wish to be.
1: Now, you mentioned Colonel Sanders. Is this really true? Because I dug this up somewhere that you were told by a manager at Wendy's at one point, hey, kid, you're just not up to snuff.
2: I was – fired at age 15 from wendy's um the manager said you just don't have what it takes to make it in fast food and i was flipping the patties um too slow and fast forward 20 years i'm in the oval office with ted kennedy and president bush signing my bill and i'm thinking you know i i don't have what it takes to make it in fast food you know i'm I'm in the oval office okay and afterwards my picture was in the paper and some critic wrote me a letter and said, "You think you can serve our country? You can't even serve French fries." And I, I wrote back and said three words: "Shut up, mom. Shut up." That <laughs> uh, <it> was <laughs> mom's mission in life was to keep me humble. I think, but but yeah, I, I was fired from Wendy's. But I want to say this positive about Wendy's: once I got to Congress, they were my number one supporter. They they donated over twelve thousand dollars to my campaign. So. Wow. That translates into a thousand dollars per hour. I think I'm the world's highest-paid fast food reject.
1: Rick, listen. I want folks to get a copy of Chase the Bears. G- give us the uh, the best way to do it. Is it the website? Is it Amazon? Is it something else?
2: Both of those. So rickkeller.net, uh, it, You can get it there on homepage, and also Amazon. Get it at Barnes and Noble. Any place books are sold. I'm I'm hearing a lot of good reviews. People who are ordering on Amazon are getting it the next day. So. I don't know how they do it, but they're pretty miraculous. But Amazon and RickKeller.net are great places to get it.
1: All right, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to impose on you two different ways. Number one, uh, I need you to sign my copy, if that's not too much trouble. And number two, after the whole election thing shakes out, I want to get you back for some uh, post-game analysis. You open?
2: Happy to do it. Happy right. to do it. Happy to do both. And so, yeah, i love, love to come on and chat with, uh, chat with you afterwards. We'll see if we got it right.
1: I love it. Rick, hang on a second. Ryan's going to get all sorts of information. That is Rick Keller. He's a former member of Congress. His book is called Chase the Bears. It's got, well, I was going to say it has nothing to do with politics, but it does. It has to do with identifying your goal, going after it, and and making a difference. Maybe your your goal really is elected office. You want to make a difference. Fantastic. Uh, maybe it's something else. But it's, it's such a nice read. Sometimes you get these books by former... Elected officials, right? Congressmen, senators, whatever, and they got a lot of scores to settle in there, and sometimes that's good reading. But this is one of those purely positive books. I'm um, I, I don't know what you're doing for Hanukkah or Christmas, but if you're looking for a good stocking stuffer, I'm telling you, uh, Rick's book. It's called Chase the Bears. Would be a very very good one. Uh, it is three forty-seven. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA.